his return to the United States, the president uh, took some shots at Harvey Weinstein. Uh, Weinstein, by the way, contributed to every Democrat candidate. That according to who? Our good friend, your hero and mine, Hillary Clinton. Yep, she was asked about Weinstein contributing to her campaign and giving her money. Uh, She said, first, that the jury's verdict really speaks for itself. And it is obviously something that people have looked at and followed because it was time for an accounting, and the jury clearly found that. But then when asked about Weinstein's contributions to her campaign for president and all the money and all the support and all the pictures of those two together, Clinton's retort was he contributed to every Democrat's campaign. Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein is every Democrat's hero. Uh, Let's see. Federal Election Commission data shows that Hillary Clinton and other fundraising groups got at least $54,990 from Weinstein. I don't know if that should send a chill from contributing to political campaigns, but it certainly should end the kind of behavior that he was just convicted for, said Clinton. And by the way, the president, like I said, returning from India, also asked about Weinstein. He wasn't paying a lot of attention to it, obviously. Uh, but he didn't seem to care for him. It's bite number three. We can share this with you. Bite number three, the president talking about convicted sexual predator and Democratic supporter and donor Harvey Weinstein. Bite three, go. I was wondering, do you think justice was served in the Harvey Weinstein case? So I was never a fan of Harvey Weinstein, as you know. In fact, he said he was going to work hard to defeat me in the election. How did that work out, by the way? I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, he, uh, he was a person I didn't like, never liked. Uh, I don't know too much about the case because, as you know, I've been over here for tr- between traveling and, and being at meetings almost every hour of the day, every minute of the day. I haven't been able to really see too much of it. But I was just not a fan of his. I, I knew him a little bit, not very well. I knew him because he was in New York. Uh, not, not a person that I like. I will say the... The people that liked him were the Democrats. Uh, Michelle Obama loved him, loved him. Hillary Clinton loved him. And he uh, gave tremendous money to the Democrats. And I guess my question is, will the Democrats be asking for that money back? Because he gave a lot of money to the Democrats. And, uh, you know, it's too bad, but that's the way it worked out. A lot of money, uh, apparently. And Hillary Clinton says uh, he gave money to all the Democrats. All the Democrats got cash from, from Harvey. Uh, by the way, after his after his uh, raucous 110,000 people in the stands uh, reception in India, the president was able to put together a $3 billion military equipment sale for the nation of India. Yeah, put it together with uh, Prime Minister Modi, Narendra Modi's home state. Uh, they had um, that 110,000 people plus 110,000 people at the stadium. He sat down with one-on-one talks with Modi, and they put together this deal. It's um, India will buy 24 Seahawk helicopters from Lockheed Martin, all equipped with Hellfire missiles. That's worth $2.6 billion, and also plans for a follow-up order of at least six Apache helicopters, so all helicopter gunships uh, with Hellfire missiles and more. India modernizing its military to narrow the gap with China, of course, because they're, they're outgunned with China, obviously. And they want to be there. They also want to uh, upgrade on on the 5G uh, communications equipment they have. Uh, By the way, if um, you didn't hear me say this earlier, uh, 
pretty remarkable, but just yesterday, once again, the president reaches an all-time high for his approval rating, the aggregate number, 46.3% from Real Clear Politics. It's the highest of his entire presidency. Also yesterday, the Rasmussen Daily presidential approval poll has the president now at 52% of approval across this country. And if you go to states like Michigan, where I live, well, the numbers are higher. In Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Iowa, Florida, New Hampshire, the battleground states, the president more popular. It's entirely possible he could win the Electoral College again, and California could tip the scales of the popular vote to a Democrat like Bernie Sanders, but it's meaningless. And that is why we have the system we have. In order to be elected president of the United States, you have to appeal to a large cross-section of this country. You can't just go to Los Angeles, New York, and Chicago and get the popular vote and call it good because that would be meaningless to people in South Dakota and Southern Michigan and all over this great country. In order to be elected president of the United States, you have to appeal to a vast cross-section of individuals, small towns, big cities, business people, farmers, ranchers, teachers, firefighters, all of those folks. You have to put together coalitions of different groups of people. That's why the system put together by our founding fathers is so perfect. Because we don't get ruled by the big cities and the big states. We get an agreement, if you will, of sorts among everyone. Because in order to be president of the United States, you have to dominate in 50 independent elections in the 50 states, plus, of course, the territories and whatnot. But really, it's about winning the majority of 50 elections across this country. A vast cross-section of people and religions and races and income levels, all of it. That's how you become president, by appealing to all sorts of people, not just one group of people living in the big metropolitan areas of New York and Los Angeles and Chicago, which is what the Democrats want. That's why they want to get rid of the Electoral College. We just want the popular vote. That way, they never have to worry about you out here. You'd never see a candidate in Michigan again, ever, or Iowa, or New Hampshire, or South Carolina, for that matter. They just wouldn't be there. They'd have no reason to be there. That's the genius of the Electoral College. That's why it must stay. The national popular vote, another half-baked idea to do an end run on the smartest provisions of the Constitution. Uh, quick break. We're going to round out hour number two here on a Wednesday. Quick break here on the Steve Gruber Show. DTE believes that the energy we all use doesn't have to contribute to climate change. That's why within the next 10 years, we will triple renewables and cut carbon emissions in half. And now we're announcing a bold new goal to reach net zero carbon emissions in electric generation by 2050. DTE has long been a leader in clean, affordable, reliable energy. And leaders don't just do what's easy. They do what's right. DTE. At DTE, we're committed to using our energy to serve and transform communities, helping to create a brighter future for us all through projects like building parks, 
partnering with schools, job training programs, and volunteering our time to those in need. Because at DTE, we believe we have a responsibility to serve our customers and our communities. Learn more at DTEimpact.com. DTE.